0: Welcome back. Practicing Catholic. My name is Patrick Conley. Glad to be with you, along with Cami Berthume, our producer, Paul Sadak, our technical producer, coming to you through the relevant Radio 1330 AM studios in Golden Valley. Joining me now, regular guest on the program, Father Tom Margavishes is with us, the director of the Archdiocese and Office of Worship and the associate pastor of Latino ministry at Risen Savior Parish in Burnsville. Previously served as instructor in liturgy and homiletics and as the director of liturgy at the St. Paul Seminary, and previously served as the pastor of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And uh, he enjoys all sorts of things, including Baseball, his nephew Nick is a pitcher for the Seattle Mariners. Well, father, we had uh, our first guest, Ryan O'Hara, actually beat an NBA player in a three point shooting contest. And now you've got a nephew who's a pitcher, a professional baseball pitcher. Is that right?
1: yeah that's right, although I don't think I would hold a candle trying to pitch or hit again <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah fair enough, fair enough yeah uh, yeah I pitched a uh, pitched a ball in front of a gun once, and I think it came up at forty miles an hour, and I just thrown it as hard as I could, so um yeah, you know, I did not...
1: play college baseball at Youngstown State University you? several years ago, but it didn't go any further than
0: that. Okay. All right. Well, you would you would pitch circles around me then, if that's a thing, if that's how you mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. Well, thank you again for being on the program with us again today. Always a pleasure to have you on the You're show. Welcome. Thank you. Patrick. Um, yeah, we're we're talking about the the kind of the wrap up of the Christmas season, specifically with the baptism of the Lord. Um, any particular reason why we celebrate Christmas up until the baptism of the Lord?
1: Well, um, the liturgy uh, is not so much the. Uh, repeating of historical events as much as it is the immersion into the mystery of Christ. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's it's not like, you know, anniversary dates on a calendar. It's more like, what does this mean for the people of faith, and how can we best appropriate that? And insofar as the riches of Jesus Christ are beyond any of our... you know capacity uh, to receive in their fullness the church spreads out reflections on the mysteries of Christ over several uh weeks uh, several different liturgical events so that sure. we don't get overwhelmed with uh, the, the grandeur to which we're all invited you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: all right well fair enough and uh with the celebration i think well um I guess what I would say is that uh, the the baptism of the Lord can really be kind of I I it's it's mysterious certainly as you mentioned the mystery of Christ but it's it's also kind of mystifying why would someone a divine person namely Jesus uh why would he choose to be baptized what's going on there father Yes
1: it's a beautiful thing the church has reflected on this all the way since the beginning And the three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, who each mention it, have a different way of presenting the baptism of Jesus to emphasize it differently. And it's even in Matthew's Gospel where, before they go into the water, John the Baptist even protests, I should be baptized by you, and yet you come to me. And Jesus responds to this is necessary to fulfill all righteousness. When we think of baptism, we inevitably will interpret that term through the lens of what we understand it to be for us today, which sure. is the washing way of our sins. Mm-hmm. And we stumble because we know Christ never sinned. Why would he do baptism? Uh, if that's not the only way to understand what is going on in the sacrament. Uh, it's a fuller immersion into the life of God itself, and Jesus in his humanness wanted to be fully immersed in that way as well the fathers of the Church, all the way back to St. Ignatius of Antioch, you know, right around the year 110 A.D., uh, he had a wonderful insight. It's not so much that Jesus goes in the water in order for himself to be sanctified. He goes into the water to sanctify the water, Hmm. so that it can become the source of holiness for us. So Jesus, in his humanness, certainly immersed himself in the fullness of our experience in every way except sin, and it's in that full immersion into life that he then has the opportunity to turn it on its head, as it were, to say, uh, uh, the idea of life in Christ is to come into me. Now baptism is immersion into me. It's not so much a moral thing as much as it is a moment of grace. Uh, It certainly has moral implications. We should live worthy of the baptism we have received, but the most important thing is not how we live after our baptism. The most important thing is to receive the grace of Jesus Christ himself, to be immersed in Christ, as Paul talks about in Romans
0: right and that's a it's a wonderful tie in i think with the baptism of john the baptist that jesus received but then his his uh jesus's own transformation of that into what we understand as baptism today and as you already indicated um there's so many different things that are going on in and through this sacrament father the church teaches that baptism is necessary for salvation can you go into that a little bit what what sure. is the church saying there
1: yes um The term necessary itself has multiple uh, ways of being
0: understood.
1: Um, We, as followers of Jesus Christ, are required to obey Jesus Christ. So he himself gave his followers the command, it's at the end of Matthew's Gospel, go into all the world, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So because Jesus commanded us to do it, we are not free not to do it. We have to obey him if we are Christians, and we don't have the freedom to not to do so. There are further uh, indications in the Gospel of John, where Jesus tells Nicodemus in the third chapter, unless one is born of water and the Holy Spirit, one cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, that has to be um, coupled with the understanding that the grace of God is far uh, broader than our human observance of it. Hmm. Uh, the way that the Catechism, it's wonderful in the section on baptism in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, it's got a wonderful paragraph there. It says, God has bound himself to the sacraments, but God himself is not bound by the sacraments. Yeah. What that means is God, when we baptize, when we do what God, what Jesus told us to do, God guarantees he's going to bring saving grace to that moment. So we have God's guarantee on that regard. But God is bigger than the sacraments, and he can save in other ways we know not how. The Church will not go so far as to say, well, you know, whether you're Christian or not, it doesn't make a difference. Everyone has the equal chance of getting into heaven. We have an advantage, because we're doing what God told us to do in Jesus Christ. Jesus said, do this, and we're not free to disobey Him. Might God save somebody who is not baptized? He might. I I imagine God is that kind of merciful God. He's not limited to the sacraments but we are not free not to baptize because to do so then would put us in disobedience of the one whom we say we obey.
0: That makes sense to me. Yeah. Great. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Um, I was doing a little reflection, particularly on this same thing on baptism of the Lord at the top of the show. And uh, one of the things that I was talking about specifically was that, um, baptism uh, this is from St Paul in Romans 6 talks about being being buried with Christ in in his death through baptism yeah, and that sort yeah. of thing. Can you reflect a little bit that from you know just so I'm not uh, I'm leading people astray here father. Can you take a moment just to reflect on that a little bit too?
1: Yes, it's a, it's a beautiful image. Um you know there are many ways The liturgy uses water, and and even before Christianity, the Jews were using natural items within created world to um, be vehicles whereby not only do they express their belief in God, but their confidence in God working through these items for their sakes water is one such gift. What does water mean in a natural sense? Certainly we need it in order to survive, to drink, to replenish our bodily tissues. Uh, We also use it for bathing. Uh, We also use it for uh, uh, recreation. Uh, And St. Thomas Aquinas in the Summa said there are many significations, different meanings for water. But one of them is when someone goes underwater, When someone is fully immersed Mm -hmm. and doesn't come out, it looks, it's drowning. It symbolizes death. To be buried underwater is looking like being buried in the ground. Mm -hmm. So Paul uses that image, if you are buried with Christ in baptism, if you are plunged underwater, as it were, then uh, just as Christ rose from the ground, he came out of the tomb, so when christians rise out of the baptismal waters they have the participation by grace in christ's own resurrection even though bodily it's not completed in us now spiritually it's already anticipated mm-hmm. so paul understands the christ's own death and burial as a baptism of sorts sure. uh, And Jesus himself in the Gospel says, I have a baptism by which I will be baptized, and how great is my agony until it is completed. He's talking about his own death. So even Jesus himself uses the imagery of baptism uh, metaphorically about death, and the Church has taken that up for us, too.
0: Wonderful. Well, and I know that—so uh, I converted to Catholicism out of a Protestant background, and uh, I know, although I was never of this ilk, there are plenty plenty of our Protestant brothers and sisters who are a little bit uh, um, wary, if not completely opposed, to the idea of— um, of baptism not being by full immersion, but mm-hmm. um, just uh, maybe just a little bit more, Father, from you about that and why, or why or how the church doesn't do full immersion, or at least not often.
1: Yes, um, well, actually, uh, the documents uh, of the church, including the order for baptism itself, uh, recommends baptism by immersion as the first listed option. Nice, but the church doesn't require that. Uh, To require immersion would be then to focus attention a little bit too much on what we are doing, uh, Mm -hmm. rather than what the meaning of what it is that God is doing. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's, it's true that baptism in its Greek meaning, baptizo, means to immerse, but they used that word in other ways, such as to sprinkle or to wash. So in the Gospel of Mark, for example, when it talks about there are many other traditions that the Jews do, such as the washing of cups and jugs and kettles, you know, that -hmm. word wash in that passage in Mark is the the Greek word baptize. Does that mean that the Jews were in dunking their cups and kegs and uh, all (sighs) underwater? Not necessarily. It might be just like washing in their sink, pouring water over. So the word baptize itself even in its Greek usage, doesn't need to imply immersion, mm-hmm. although that is the fullest expression, the fullest visual representation of it. So the Church understood over the course of time that merely pouring the water was adequate to signify that which it intends, mm-hmm. that this child or this person upon whom water is a landing is um, now being baptized into Christ's death and resurrection. That being said, the Church in her current legislation indicates that it is not sufficient just to sprinkle water upon someone for baptism. It -hmm. used to be the case that you could get a whole crowd of people and you just sprinkle holy water across the whole crowd of them, and whoever holy water touched was considered baptized. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Church doesn't recommend that as an option today. Water must be poured on each individual uh, uh, one at a time.
0: Oh, okay. That's great insight, and man, that just opens up a whole new realm that we could talk about. But unfortunately, we've reached the end of our time, Father. Quick, well, uh, quickly quick. from you. We just had we just had a, another priest on, but uh, we I'm not opposed to getting multiple blessings. Would you be willing to share your blessing with us too, Father?
1: Sure. How about this? I'll give the final blessing from the rite of baptism for all those who are present, so that we may walk in the baptismal promises that we've all made.
0: That'd be great.
1: Brothers and sisters, we commend you to the mercies and grace of the God, our Almighty Father, of his only begotten Son, and of the Holy Spirit. May he guard your life so that, walking in the light of faith, you may come to the good things that are promised, and we, together with you, and may Almighty God bless you all, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Amen. Father Tom Margaviches, thank you so much for joining us, Father. We'll thank talk you, again Patrick. soon. God yeah.
1: bless you, and good health to you and your listeners.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, we're going to head into our final break. When we come back, as always, Paul is with me to talk through some upcoming events and ways to grow your faith, to practice your faith. Stay with us.